Welcome to the Fat Stacks Podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Ezoic, which is a high-tech platform for bloggers to improve your display ad revenue and site speed performance. I use it across my niche sites. I recommend you check them out. All right, today we're going to go to the dark side. We're going to get a little macabre, but I think it's a very important topic. And in fact, I wrote about this because this pertained to me bang on last year until I took steps to uh, deal with it. And when I sent this out in an email to my readers, this this particular post, I had no idea the feedback would be as extensive as it was. Like people were just like, wow, this is really helpful. So I I thought it would be kind of obvious and I was just dropping the ball and delaying dealing with this. But uh, apparently it was an idea that resonated with a lot of people. So what am I talking about is what happens to your blog, your blogging business or online publishing business in case you die or become incapacitated? Is it going to survive? Okay. Because there's a lot that happens weekly, right? And things can get shut down pretty quickly. I'm going to kick off with an example. All right. Let's, let's use our example of our million dollar blogger, Rebecca. She basically pays everything, and this this example is pretty much similar to my setup. So uh, it's this is this is a realistic possibility. She has a company, American Express card. Uh, everything's paid from it. Her hosting, her domain renewals, all her software, everything that runs her business is run through her American Express card. And she's married. She has young kids. And her husband knows she has an online business, but isn't privy to pretty much anything. Doesn't get the American Express statements. Doesn't really have access to her company email, anything like that. Okay, so what happens is she dies and her hosting is up for renewal. They attempt to charge the card or they do charge the card. And let's say we've got really bad timing here and her domain is up for renewal as well and it charges the card and then the card doesn't get paid. Now, if you use Amex, for example, you have to pay it every month. It's a charge card. It's not a credit card, at least the the one I use. And so the card doesn't get paid after a month. And let's say hosting is up again the next month and attempts to charge the site. And this is only a month later, mind you. Okay, This, this stuff happens fast. And the charge doesn't go through because Amex never got payment previously. I don't know if Amex would cut you off that quickly, but it's possible. Who wants to take that risk? Charge doesn't go through. Hosting doesn't get paid. Hosting sends out the emails. Caution, hurry up, pay up, or we're dropping your site. Boom. Okay, long story short, at some point along the way, because the Amex never got paid, the Amex wouldn't accept any more charges. The domain doesn't get renewed. The hosting doesn't get renewed. The hosting's cut off. The site goes down. The domain falls into somebody else's hands who buys it. And this million-dollar blog is gone forever. All right, this could seriously happen, and this is not cool. And so the thing is, you know, if, if, if the spouse or partner has no idea really what's going on, and these things move really, really quickly, I mean, for, for, for a month or two, they're, they're probably paying no attention to anything, and they're just thinking, well, I'll let the lawyers and the executors deal with this down the road. I'm sure everything will be fine. The thing is, not everything will be fine. Right, like for other assets, things can be fine. Bank accounts, investments, these things don't need to be managed right away. But when you're talking about an online business, where things need to get paid or that's kaput, you got to deal with this. All right. So now, you 
you're an executor or a lawyer is going to deal with the estate, right? But they're probably not privy to, to all the, the details with this type of online business, right? I mean, it's just not the way things work. And so they'll, they'll handle the whole wills and the states and the, and the uh, disposition of, of the estate and all that. But in the meantime, the business goes down the tube. So what I suggest, if you have a partner and you have kids, now there's a high level of trust here, is you need to basically provide access to keeping the business afloat in the case you die or become inca- incapacitated. And there are a number of ways to do this. I did this pretty simply. I just created what I call an online business death document. It's a grisly name, I know. You can make it nicer if you want, but it gets the point across. And I just basically set out the following. And now, th- this is not legal advice, all right? This, this is maybe not a complete set of what you should include. If you really want to cross your T's and dot your I's, talk to a lawyer about maybe how to go about this more formally. There, there may be a more formal way. I did it quick, simple, free. I just created a document, provided it to my wife, and here's what I included in it. Uh, Life insurance conduct. This is pretty standard. This should be probably provided whether you have an online business or not. Uh, just, just good to get that process going. Uh, banker contact information, lawyer contact information, accountant contact information. Uh, chances are partners don't know who the accountant is or how to get in touch with them. Uh, maybe you switch accountants recently, and you you know you know you just you can't assume they know what's going on. So setting out this contact information is pretty important because, like my accountant actually knows quite a bit about what what my business is in terms of expenses and revenue and what's happening financially. So it's it's pretty good and that you want to get this done. The other important thing is with the lawyer content, especially if you have a company. Every year, the company, at least in my jurisdiction, I have to file a form, and the lawyer does that, and it keeps the company alive, registered with, with the government. And if that lapses, you can lose the, the company designation, and that could have some serious tax consequences. So you definitely want to you get on board and talk to a lawyer fairly quickly as well. All right, here's the stuff that pertains strictly to the online business stuff, right? Domain registration account info. All right, you, you don't want to lose your domains, uh, especially a profitable website. So you got to provide that. Website hosting info. Again, another really key piece of information, right? You got to keep that sucker paid because you want your sites to stay live. All right, company email info. That's going to be helpful because this is where a lot of the information comes in and who's ever going to be taking this over and needs to be able to jump in and deal, deal with it. Uh, now, if you have a company credit card or Amex or charge card or something that pays all the bills, you, you want to be able to you want to get them access to that card to the account for that and and start paying it because you don't make a few payments, they shut that down and nothing is going to get paid. So you, you need you need to have somebody who, who's who's doing this for you while you're dead or incapacitated to manage us and get get the bills paid. Uh, also, of course, don't forget about your revenue accounts, right? If you use display ads, you need to provide access to your display ad networks uh, and your affiliate networks because uh, they're they're going to, you know, usually the, the money is set up so it's automatically paid out, but chances are it's paid to your PayPal account. How are they going to get the money out of your PayPal account? They may not even know you have a PayPal account, right? And all this money is just accruing in there. They need the money. And so you need to provide access to the PayPal account and how to get it into your bank account and all that, right? When you start thinking about this, there's a lot going on when you set up a, a profitable blog. And there's a lot of steps that happen. You, you take it for granted. You do it automatically. But imagine if you're somebody who has never 
published a blog post and knows nothing about this, and, and they're thr- you know thrown into the situation. I mean, at the very least, they need a, they need access to these accounts. Uh, for, for instance, for me, I use Cloudflare. They're going to need access to the Cloudflare account. What if there's a problem there? Um, and then th- th- this is something to consider as well. All right, now will your partner or spouse who is ever going to jump in and, and take this over? Are they going to actually want to continue with the business, or is, or are they going to prefer to just sell it? Right now, if they're going to sell it, I provided uh, a name and an organization for a website broker uh, to, to my spouse and I, to my wife, and I said, you know, contact these people and talk to them about selling it. Now, it's totally up to her if she wants to continue running it. That, that's fine with me, right? It's, it's, it's neither here nor there for me. But it helps at least they have a, a, a reputable broker contact because they don't know who brokers are. They have no idea who's a good one, who's a bad one. And I said, contact them and start talking about selling if, if, if that's what you choose to do. You can sell all the, all the sites and, and get the process going. And typically, I find uh, the, the high-quality brokers are very helpful. Now, the, their interests are generally aligned. Their, their fee is based on a percentage of site sales. So they're generally going to be in your court and they're going to fetch you a good price. So, um, you know, that's the best you can do. And so that's what I suggested. The other thing I did is I have a, a, a good friend and I trust him. I don't give him this document. I don't give anybody but my, my wife this document. But uh, he's somebody who I would trust who I know would advise my wife and give her information. He's a good friend. I've known him for a long time. He runs a similar business, so he's very familiar with, with the whole online business thing. Now, not everybody has a person that they could trust or who is as knowledgeable about this, but if you do, it's perhaps worthwhile to provide the name and their contact information so that uh, they can get in touch with this person if they have any questions. The other thing you might want to consider is... Um, how much information you need to provide? Okay, now it comes to, it comes down to trust. I mean, I don't know if you're married or if you're just common law or if, if, if you're not. I mean, it, it depends. It depends who this is for, right? I'm, I'm married, so I just provide everything. It's a no-brainer for me. Okay, I, including the passwords. Uh, interestingly enough, after I sent this out as an email, uh, some people did get back to me and you know suggested like stuff like RoboForm, which is sort of like the you know one password to rule them all sort of thing, which is which is actually a pretty good idea. I don't use it. I'm actually kind of getting more and more used. The, the Apple Mac keychain type uh, password thing for a lot of sites. But anyways, um, I do provide the passwords, uh, but it's up to you whether that's you, you want to go in that detail. I mean, if, if you're going to give access to your hosting account and your domains, you're going to have to provide a, a password or some level of access, okay? So, but what if, what if you're... What we, for whoever you're going to have take over this and manage this uh, right away, you know, during the early days, you don't trust them or you want a certain level of oversight. Uh, one option you could consider is to put this document in a safety deposit box at a bank, right? And then let the person, whoever you know, or it could be set out in your last will and testament and say, hey, here's a key, there's a safety deposit box, uh, it's in my name, and there's, you know, important documents there now. But you got to keep in mind that, you know, wills aren't read immediately. Okay, they're, they're typically read fairly quickly, but it's not immediately. And then there may be the process of getting to the bank and there may be problems and that sort of thing. So while you're, you have uh, additional levels of protection in terms of nobody sees the passwords and the document while you're alive, which may be your preference, 
uh, and it's locked securely in a safety deposit box, there is going to be a delay before somebody can get that. But it, it is an option, right? So basically the step would be, if I mean, if you're really careful and you don't want anybody to see any of your passwords, uh, what you can do is is you create a last will and tap- testament. You indicate you have a safety deposit box. In a safety deposit box, you have your what we call the online business death document. And then as all the stuff, so whoever is the executor or the beneficiary of the will or wh- whoever you indicate should go to that safety deposit box, pulls that out, and there you go. There's keys to the kingdom to your whole online business. But just keep in mind that some bad things can happen between that time. And so you you know you have to you have to appreciate that. Um, hopefully, hopefully they can get to the safety deposit box before any problems arise. Uh, or you could lodge the document simply with your lawyer. That, that's probably not as secure as a safety deposit box. But you know you could instruct the lawyer to say or the law firm and be like you know you know in case I die or I become incapacitated in the hospital, I need you to meet with my spouse partner buddy, whoever it is who's going to take this over, and be like, you know, the lawyer pulls out the document that's in your file and provides that to them, and and you're up and running. So, these are not the most pleasant things to plan for, but I mean, at the end of the day, it's it's really just like, you know, having a will created, and never the fun process to think about, but I think it's really, really important, and I think if you run an online business, it's, it's very important because things happen very quickly and the whole thing can go down the tubes. It's not like, you know, you're going to have a few upset customers because you didn't open the store for a week and, you know, people are kind of choked. No, we're talking about you know, the, the whole thing disappears, right? I mean, if you're making 300 grand a year off a website and it's gone, that's a million dollar asset that just vanishes. And there's probably nothing you can do about it. I mean, I mean, maybe there's a very remote chance. I don't know, but why take that chance? So, uh, and in case you're thinking, well, I got all my domains set to auto renew, so I'm, I'm totally golden. Um, that may be, and I do too. And it's a good thing to do. I always set auto renew for all my domains, but at the end of the day, if when your domains renew, they're going to charge your, your credit card. And if your credit card isn't paid and the card gets shut down or canceled because it wasn't paid, they're not going to renew, and you're going to lose those domains. And so just keep that in mind, right? You're not bulletproof that way. So you need somebody to actively get involved in this quickly. Now, again, I, I, this is, this is, these are suggestions, all right? These are the things I've, I've done, the steps I took uh, to deal with this, you know, in, in order to help my family if the situation ever arises. If you have further questions, please consult an attorney about this. I'm sure they probably even have better ideas about how to deal with this, especially a wills and estates lawyer who focuses on wills and estates. So talk to them. There might be a better way to implement this sort of protection for your online business. And uh, don't just take it from me. I've, I've done what I've seems to me, discussed this with my wife, and this is the way we set it up, and she's content and is confident that she'd be able to step in and, and handle things uh, hopefully it doesn't come to that, but, you know, so that works for us. But these are things you need to consider, and uh, hopefully it gives you some ideas to at least protect the online business that you've built. Thanks for listening.